My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning and welcome to a special time of travel and cruise industry news podcast. On this the 30th day in November 2023, coming to you today from my studio in Forest, Virginia, Bedford County, uh, right after the show, when I finish processing the podcast, I'll be leaving and heading for uh, uh, Port Canaveral, Florida. Eventually, I'll be stopping tonight in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And our show tomorrow morning will be at a special time of nine o'clock as well. Coming to you from Orangeburg. And I see, uh, well, Mike and Nikki and Joanne are all with me. So we've got a couple of people here this morning. You never know when you're doing something early like this. There are, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of news today, folks. Uh, one story I had yesterday, but I could not verify it before we went on the air so and i didn't use it at all yesterday <coughs> excuse me um but uh that's now been verified guess we're left behind on an overbooked ship also today carnival testing a new debarkation procedure and information on the new terminal at galveston and lots more here live at 9 o'clock this morning. There's Steve's with us today, too. Good morning, Steve. Today is National Moose Day. And for Emily, whenever she listens to today's show, because I know she's not going to come in early, but Emily, it's not that kind of moose. This is the kind that's that kind of light, fluffy, custardy-like dessert it can be sweet or savory i prefer sweet like i love chocolate mousse some of the fruit flavored mousses yeah so i can deal with that maybe for dinner tonight i'll be someplace that has mousse on the on the menu uh and clearly by the time i get on the ship Saturday, there will be plenty of moose on, on the ship. That's one of uh, Norwegian's uh, favorite things. All right. If you're listening via the podcast, uh, you guys are always welcome here. You can access the podcast via my blog, 
which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for travel and cruise industry news and up pops the fat travel guy. If you're listening via the podcast and never want to jump over to the video feed, there's always a link in the description of the podcast so you can do just that. Now, some of you guys, it, the, the podcast world is a whole different world than we're used to in like uh, my YouTube channel uh, and subscribers and et cetera, et cetera. The, the podcast world is different. Now, I've only been doing the podcast now about a year and a half. Yesterday alone, I had 1,707 downloads. That's new people listening yesterday. Uh, which put me over 20,000, 20,115 in a year and a half. Now, most of you know that I'm pushing for 5,000 on uh, the YouTube channel. I'm at 4784, I think it was this morning. So I'll hit 4800 probably during the day today. And I'm hoping by the end of this cruise to hit the $5,000 mark, 5,000 subscriber mark on the YouTube channel. 20,000 on the podcast in a year and a half. So that's why I spend a little time every show welcoming the guys that are listening via the podcast. So. All right. Did I have anything extra this morning? I can't remember if I did or not. Hot Air Tom was in, um, where was he? Hot Air Tom was in the, uh, uh, in Puerto Rico yesterday out in the rainforest. And uh, this is the sign, Baño Grande. That is, if my Spanish is not the best in the world, but that to me looks like a big bathroom. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is or maybe not. it's not. But anyway, uh, Hot Air Tom, uh, before we get to that, we'll, we'll show you the clip that he said because he's got a little a little chatter in there as well. In the uh, El Unique Rainforest. This is our first stop. We got uh, some of the rain water while we're creating a little pond. Beautiful. All right, now the truth of the matter is that Hot Air Tom is, is out in this, uh, in this rainforest in search of a monkey, as I reported yesterday. And, and yes, that little pond was created by, by the uh, rainforest, uh, in the rainforest, okay? But then from there, he looks up at the top of the mountain, and in that the tree just to the right of the bottom of that uh, castle or whatever it is up there at the top uh, there's a monkey 
So Hunter Tom says, oh, I'm going to go get that monkey. So he climbed up that mountain up there to, to, to where that, to whatever it is at the top, that castle or something, uh, to get the monkey. And he got up there and there's no monkey. So he said, well, while I'm here, I'll just climb up the, the this castle, this moat to the top of the mountain. And he did. And he looked down. And what did he see down next to that little pond? The monkey with his middle finger sticking up in the air, looking at Tom. <laughs> That's the way I understood Tom's visit to the rainforest in Puerto Rico. All right. The top story today, folks, comes from our friends over at a Carnival. Uh, no, it doesn't. That's not the right picture. What happened to the right picture here? <laughs> you know me, guys. If it's possible to screw it up, I will. Oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> what did I do? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, this is a complete screw up on my part. All right, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get this fixed, folks, uh, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. All right, in our studio. Now, if uh-oh, why am I getting a? I was getting, a, I am still getting uh, feedback on my end, and I'm not sure why. Uh, okay. Tell me, f- folks, can you hear me okay, or do you hear the feedback that I'm hearing? Somebody in the chat room? Wow, I'm not sure why. No feedback, loud and clear. Okay, thank you. I'll just put up with it on my end. Um, where, now where, I'm still trying to figure out where I am here. Okay, so let's go back here. There we go. This is the top story today. Sorry about that, folks. I completely messed that up. So, um, (laughs) the top story today, a number of guests booked on Quantum of the Seas were denied boarding in Brisbane, Australia, through no fault of their own. The cruise line had overbooked guaranteed staterooms and without a cabin, several guests hoping to sail with one of the seas were not permitted to board 
and instead were left behind when the ship set sail yesterday. The eight-night South Pacific cruise is a round-trip itinerary from Brisbane, calling on ports in New Caledonia and Vanatau before returning to Brisbane on December the 6th. Unfortunately, several guests received a letter at the cruise terminal when they arrived yesterday alerting them of the unusual situation. The letter read in part, we regret to inform you that currently we have been unable to allocate a stateroom number to your reservation. There was no explanation as to why staterooms were unable to be allocated, but most likely this is an overbooking situation as the impacted guests were reported to have booked GTY or guarantee cabins. Those reservations are made without specific stateroom numbers, but are usually assigned a few days before. So, Quantum of the Seas, which can hold 4,180 guests and up to 4,900 passengers with all the burst field, and the ship is homeported in Brisbane for the Australian summer cruise season and will reposition to Seattle in uh, April for the Alaska sailing season. The notification went on to read the time and effort you took to book your cruise is important to us and we apologize for the inconvenience inconvenience every aspect of your time with us should be enjoyable so we have put together some alternate options that we hope will work for you that's all from the notification now remember folks these guys travel to the port going to the check-in, expecting to get on a boat. The first option was for guests to remain on standby for their book sailing in the hope that a stateroom might be able to be assigned at the pier before the check-in window closes. In other words, wait till the last minute and see if we can find somewhere to put you. Staterooms could become available if other guests were unable to reach the cruise in time and never checked in on embarkation day. Guests who chose to remain on standby would raise a $100 onboard credit if they were, in fact, able to sail. If no cabin became available, the guests would receive a full refund as well as a 25% future cruise certificate based off the cruise fare paid for their now canceled vacation. Well, that's real sweet of you. The next option were for impacted guests to switch to similar itineraries on different dates. Now, they already traveled from God knows how far, expecting to go on a cruise, and you're going to offer them, oh, yeah, we'll just go home. And come back in three months and we'll do this all over again. One such sailing offered is January 29th. 
departure of Quantum of the Seas, another non-night South Pacific cruise. That cruise is visiting the same ports with one additional day at sea. There would be no additional charge. I hope the hell there's not additional charge for guests to switch. Hey, yeah, I hope not. And a free upgrade would be offered. Similarly, guests could shift to any alternate seven or eight night sailing with price protection and a complimentary upgrade where possible. Finally, affected guests could simply cancel their cruise, tell Royal Caribbean to go to hell. No, they, that's not in the, the Royal Caribbean release, folks. For a full refund, it would also receive a 25% future cruise certificate as compensation for the inconvenience. Now, this, this all came out of the news release from Royal Caribbean. According to social media posts, several guests were able to be accommodated on the ship at the last minute, but others had to remain behind with no available cabins. All right, now this all came under the guise of spinning it by Royal Caribbean. Here's the part that I had to verify. One guest that was left behind, along with 12 other cabins. So that's 13 cabins that didn't make it on the ship. Okay. That guest, a little different from what it says in the release. That guest was con contacted by Royal Caribbean head office and was offered a full refund plus 100% future cruise credit and a free deluxe drinks packet for any cruise. Now, that's more like what they should have done for another screw-up. Overbooked cruises are not a common situation. They do occasionally happen. Royal Caribbean has been the worst. Remember, there were several bookings on under the seas. <laughs> At least those people were notified, you know, a couple of weeks before the cruise, not at the port. It's not clear why guests booked on Quantum of the Seas were not notified sooner. So the oversold situation could have been resolved before embarkation. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Royal Caribbean, you need to get your act together. I mean, fix the computer. It's not that hard. Uh, other cruise lines, you never hear of them overbooking on a regular basis like you guys are. Come on. All right, I'll be back with a couple more stories after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. 
Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the next story today, folks, comes from uh, Carnival. In an effort to further smooth the debarkation process, Carnival Cruise Line is introducing a way for guests to use the Carnival Hub app to choose their debarkation time and receive notifications about when they can leave the ship. Rather than having thousands of guests head to guest services to choose luggage tags, passengers will now be able to select their debarkation time and the number of luggage tags they need via the Carnival Hub app. The appropriate tags will be be then delivered to their stateroom. On debarkation morning, a notification will be sent through the app to alert guests that their luggage is ready and they can leave the ship. The new process is called Digital Debark and is currently being piloted aboard Carnival Spirit from Mobile, Carnival Con from Miami, Carnival Dream from Galveston, and Carnival Lake from Jacksonville. The new digital debark luggage tag distribution will not impact guests who prefer to use the self-assist debarkation option. That's still going to be a big cluster, you know what, when everybody tries to get off the ship first. Those guests carry all their luggage themselves and don't ever get in their way if you're on a wheelchair or a scooter because those people will absolutely knock the crap out of you. Self-assist guests will still be among the first to debark the ship as soon as the vessel is cleared immigration. Similarly, guests at the diamond and platinum levels of Carnival Cruise Line's very important fund person, loyalty program, who have earned prior debarkation as the perk will also not be impacted as the top-level luggage tags will be delivered to their staterooms without the need to select any vegetal option. Uh, I'm all in favor of anything to make the debarkation uh, system smoother. It's for a wheelchair or scooter user. It's a terribly difficult time because unless you go to wherever you're going to be getting off way early, 
you've got troubles getting on elevators because they're always full. And yeah, it it's, can be a just a real pain. So I would love to see them maybe take the the uh, disabled community, the scooters, the wheelchairs, do some specialty debarking for them, just so you're not in that mob. Uh, anyway, that's always that's a tough part of it. All right. I have one more story today. And again, with all the screw up, it ate a picture. Uh, why does it do that? Let me see. Do I have this picture? Handy? Yeah, there it is. So I'm trying to re reload the picture real quick so that I don't screw up the show again. All right. The last story today comes from Galveston. The uh, in early this month, uh, Roger Rees, he's the Galveston Port Director, said a contract with MSC as the major tenant of Terminal 16 was about 90% complete and expected to be ready sometime in the next 30 days. That's coming up rapidly. What we found out in the interim is not only is this contract ready for MSC, Norwegian and Princess are both interested in that space. Now, I don't know if that's going to be in addition to MSC in that space or if something happens to MSC that they then want it. I'm not it's all sure, but both companies have, have stated some interest in Terminal 16. Galveston's growth trend should continue in 2024. The port anticipates a 14% increase to 1.6 million passengers driven by larger ships like Carnival Jubilee and a record of approximately 390 ship calls. Uh, I've said many times I love sailing from Galveston. I did not get back to Galveston this year. That I will that that's not going to happen next year. I will definitely sail from a Galveston sometime during the year. All right, that wraps up the news portion today. Don't forget tomorrow morning I will be here at um, 9 o'clock again from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh, all I have to do is pack up my computer and, uh, you know, my computer stuff it's over on the bag and uh, walk out the door. So I'm scheduled today. I'm not behind on anything. I'm looking forward to getting into Orangeburg at a reasonable hour this afternoon. So I'll see you from Orangeburg. All right. Over in the chat room, I mentioned Mike, Nikki, Joanne, Steve, Katie's here. 
Good morning to all of you guys. Thanks for being with me early. And then everybody said that they were hearing me loud and clear when I tried to screw it up. Uh, that quantum issue is full of baloney. Yeah, I I agree that it, it's if they didn't do it over and over and over, you'd say, okay, it was a screw up. And then there's so much inconsistency in Royal Caribbean's story. There's Emily. Good morning, Emily. I talked about the early part of the show. You'll have to go back and listen to that. I didn't want you to get confused with Moose with two O's and Moose with two S's. So, safe travels and watch out for your toe. Yeah, I with all the running around and stuff I did yesterday and <clears throat> you know getting this chair loaded getting this getting packed uh, getting the suitcase out to the car you know getting everything ready it didn't bother me at all so we'll see Steve says have a safe trip thank you Emily says yeah I'll go back and watch all right guys that's gonna wrap me up for today I'll see everybody from Orangeburg, South Carolina tomorrow, and then Saturday from the Norwegian Escape. Looking forward to that. All right, guys, as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll be getting together on the high seas. Have a great day, everybody. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.